0: Everybody. Welcome to episode 9 of And Then An Aeroplane, our Studio Ghibli podcast. Uh, I am, as always, your host, Autumn June, and I'm joined by M. It's time for Ghibli. It's time for Ghibli. It's time for the 90s. It. I mean, we've been in the 90s, but this is a very the 90s movies. movie. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, th- that's absolutely true. This is <laughs> the most <laughs> 90s movie possible. I didn't realize, but...
0: Um, this week we're doing um, this month. I don't know what to say anymore. Uh, we're doing Ocean Waves, uh, a ne- a 1993 TV film that Ghibli did, uh, directed by I just had it, Tomomi uh, Mochizuki, which I'm gonna double check something I heard. I believe Oh Mochizuki
1: was at this time just coming off of working on Rama One Half. That is the so. thing
0: I was double checking. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: The uh, um, production director on that. Uh, just, uh, you know, just someone who's been working on anime forever. Uh, tons yeah. of series director credits and stuff. So
0: For some reason, their works on Wikipedia uh, are listed in alphabetical order, which is the least helpful thing a person could yes. do. <laughs> yes. But there's a lot of them here. Um, yeah.
1: Dirty Pair Flash. Uh, Code Geass. Everyone's oh. favorite. <laughs> Um, um, lots of stuff. So. But yes, uh, at this uh, this movie is based on a novel by Seiko Himuro, which came out in 1990, and uh, was meant to be. Like a short, small production to allow the young people at Studio Ghibli to take the reins of a movie instead of the old guard. This is a thing that's going to keep coming up as we get into Miyazaki's son making movies where they give it to the kids and the kids fuck it up. uh, Because (laughs) this movie was over budget and took too long. Um, And, uh, you know, it happens. Um, Do you want to say what this movie's about?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, So essentially uh the movie is about um taku uh he is at the bookends of the film he is um finishing his first year in college and he's kind of narrating the story of um his last his last year in high school maybe his junior year of high school i can't quite remember but um he and um yutaka are like really good friends um from way back and there's a new girl in school uh rikeko am i saying that i think i'm saying that right um rikako rikako um and they both like get a big crush on her basically um they both get a big crush on her taku um ends up on a school trip, lending her a bunch of money um, for dubious reasons. Uh, about a year later, this comes to, like, bite him in the ass as he finds out that she's, like, using it to take a, like, unannounced trip to Tokyo. Um, it should. This movie is taking place in, like, the Japanese, like, a rural part of Japan. So she's going to Tokyo to see her dad. It's hinted at that, like, there's a lot of, like, drama with her family going through a divorce, but, um, Taku doesn't know too much about that. He goes on, uh, this trip with her to Tokyo, um, against his better judgment. Um, it goes as poorly as like surprising your recently divorced dad. Uh, you like, it goes very poorly. Um, they end up being, um, like, there's a lot of rumors about them in school, like, sneaking off to Tokyo. Um, everybody, like, kind of thinks less of them. Uh, and they spend the next year, like, drifting apart, and Taku ends up drifting apart from Yutaka as well, because, uh, Yutaka had had a crush on her. Um, this blows up in a big confrontation at the end of the school year, um... Where all the other girls are uh, mad at Rikeiko for being like stuck up and better than them uh, and having better grades and... um, uh, Taku like sees this happen and like is just a total dumbass about it and um, Yutaka punches him uh, because he's an asshole uh to both Utaka and Rikeko um and then we fast forward to a year later everybody's gone to college for a year um and Taku uh and Yuka- Utaka are making up uh and realizing they were being kind of like a little young and silly and um then Like, Taku hears from a friend of a friend that uh, Rukeko was looking for him. They meet up, and there's romantic music that plays as they realize they both have a big crush on each other. Um, That was a weird, rambling um, summary, but that's the movie, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do Before we get into, like, discussion... um, we're going to talk about voice actors uh and i guess it should be noted here that the movie didn't come out in japan in america until last year 2 years ago 2 years ago yeah which is wild g kids released it as uh one of their you know the the lost
1: ghibli movies or whatever mm-hmm. was, while disney wouldn't bother with something like this uh, g kids does not care they will put out everything they can
0: yeah um so there is there is no dub for this movie uh it seems like there is a poster that goes around with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Kylie Minogue and a couple other people. Uh, there seems to be a dub, but it hasn't been released on home video. So
1: Yeah, I assume that's just for, like, repertory screenings. Um, <laughs> not the podcast. The actual <laughs> thing where you show an old movie in a cinema and people pay money for it.
0: <sighs> um did you have much about voice
1: actors for this uh i just i just got the three leads here um mm-hmm. taku is voiced by nobuo tobita uh he's camille Bedon and zeta oh! Atlas walker and victory major rube and g gundam uh abisu and naruto and clovis and code Geass. he's been he, he shows up all the time
0: <laughs> camille bidan i know him yeah
1: <laughs> Uh, Yutaka is Toshihiko Seki. Uh, he is Duo Maxwell and Gundam Wing, which I'll be covering soon. He's Legato in Trigun. Uh, he's Senketsu in Kill a Kill, the sentient uh, clothing.
0: Oh, um, okay.
1: And, uh, he is Iruka Umino in Naruto and Boruto. Um,
0: okay.
1: and then Rikako is Yoko Sakamoto. I couldn't find a single thing she is listed as doing other than this movie. Huh. Um, which seems impossible, but, you know, sometimes it's hard to find stuff. Um, but I, I, there was nothing on all the websites. It's just this movie listed, um, which is weird. Yeah, because uh, 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 you know this movie is not like huge. It's not like it doesn't have the lasting legacy of a lot of Ghibli movies. But you still think there'd be some credits listed for? People
0: yeah, even all. just another bit role in a Ghibli movie or something. Yeah, or Ronmo one half. <laughs> yeah. Um. Huh, that's weird. When, when it's
1: Ghibli movies, everyone's in Ranma. When it's Gundam stuff, everyone's in Legend of the Galactic Heroes. That's just how this breaks out. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two filters by which every voice actor goes through at some point in their lives.
0: Um So right before we hit record, uh I said we finally hit a bad movie, uh, and you said we didn't we have not hit a bad movie. Or that you You said that uh this is way better than Castle in the Sky.
1: Yeah, Castle Sky is my probably least favorite of the movies we watched, uh, by a good margin. Um, I thought this movie was, while slight, obviously, it is a 72-minute 70, TV movie, and it still feels a little long. It could probably have been 60 minutes and been fine. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like its core conceit. Uh Rikako is a character that's, like, really interesting, especially because we don't get her point of view on things. Our parents had this divorce, and they moved out here to the boonies in uh, Kochi? That's Yeah, Kochi. Kochi. um, Which is in the south of Japan, and it's, like, a fishing city. Um, You know, it has, like, currently it has 300,000 people living in it as of today. It's a small city compared to Tokyo. Um, And she's a Tokyo girl, and you know, she's at high school, so she leaves all her friends, and she's with her mom, who she seemingly doesn't really like um, and she's like living on her own but she's here with her mom and it's uh complicated and because mm. she's the Tokyo girl and doesn't have any friends and is withdrawn everyone thinks that she's stuck up when she is clearly just like suffering and Like driving herself to just do good in school because that's the only thing she has going on, which only alienates her further because she's the smart girl that everyone's intimidated by, uh, because she is both uncommunicative, uh, going through it emotionally and good at school, uh, the trifecta of estranging you from your fellows, um, and all that she has going for her is that every guy seems to think that she is, like, the most beautiful because of those reasons that a stranger from people she should be friends with. Um, and then you have uh, Taku, who is just too good-natured to say no when someone asks anything of him. So, he, you know, he'll give her the $600 she asked for that he had saved up because what was he going to spend it on? He didn't even really want to go to Hawaii in the first place. Um <laughs> Uh, because they're in Hawaii, because the school canceled their junior high trip. So they made the high school trip even bigger by sending them all to Hawaii, uh, which uh, is, was, and remains a popular destination spot for Japanese tourists, um, much like American tourists, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, And uh so they go and you know, whatever, they have a good time. But these two end up interacting in a way that they have not, where you know, she asks him for money and then he gives it to her uh after a ridiculous conversation where uh he is extremely acting like he is 80 years old and not 16, and she calls him out on it and then is like, okay, don't tell anybody, and then he immediately tells someone uh by telling Yukata Yutaka. And Yutaka tells her immediately, if you need money, I can give you money because he has a crush on her. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she comes to him. Him, and clearly they have this interaction, uh, which is that that's it until the day where she tries to fly to Tokyo to see her dad um, and the, her one friend at school, like another girl that seemingly is like not super popular. Uh, they form a friendship and this girl does not want to go to Tokyo without telling anybody because her mom would be furious. And so Taka goes instead. And the two of them in Tokyo is like, I think that interaction between the two are really good where she's using him. To like try to get at her dad, try to get at her ex that she had in Tokyo by using him as the prop of her new boyfriend, even though they are not boyfriend and girlfriend at all. Um, he just out of obligation agreed to escort her to Tokyo. Uh, like he ends up sleeping in the bathtub that night, uh, as she passes out in the bed, uh, that's supposed to be for him because this is his room that her dad got for him. Um, I think that stuff's all really good. Uh, uh, like Taka and y- Yutaka are not like, super compelling characters for most of the movie uh other than it extremely feels like yutaka has a crush on taku even though that's not the text it's just the way he acts every time they're next to each other in a way that is ever like i feel like most of the email like emails talk about it and uh, everyone watching it is like is this supposed to be a thing and no it's not but it it feels more like a thing than i have ever seen in one of these where it wasn't meant to be a thing
0: right Um. right
1: if this was a 2019 or 2020 movie, you'd be like, oh, this is baiting," But it's just clearly like a thing that no one realized they were doing. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, so when the stuff with Rakako blows up or, you know, it's school festival and she's not doing anything because she doesn't have any friends. All the girls take this really badly because, you know, um, if you were if you were not. You're not getting going along with the group, you are a problem. That's just how this works. And so they are bullying her. And he has read her as like, she desperately wants to be cool when all she wants is like someone to pay attention and understand her at all. And so he comes around the corner, like, oh, you really showed them standing up to them. And she cannot handle this because. Uh, any normal person would have come and tried to save her in this horrible situation. And instead, uh, he was cheering her on because he's the biggest dumbass on her <laughs> at that moment. Um, and, uh, it blows up and she punched, she slaps him. And then you y- comes up and punches him after hearing what happened. And that's it. Everyone graduates. And like you do when you graduate, you get older and like, you come back a year or whatever later and you realize that the world is different and you are not a teenager in high school anymore. And, um, everything that seemed really big is not actually that important. Um, and I like it's quiet and it's small and it's obvious, but I think it works as like a TV movie. Um, you know, it's an hour and I think it looks nice and I think its sentiments are nice. And, um, we'll probably talk about it briefly, but it's like, weirdly like the most vaporwave thing I've ever seen right <laughs> aesthetically um, and I found it pleasant if slight uh, I I liked I liked uh, Rikako's story a lot um, I think it works because it's told through the eyes of a Dumbass, uh, like Taku. I'd be interested to see how the novel is since the novel, uh, is actually written by a woman and the movie is not. I think that that's like adds a tension in it that I'm not sure is like, or the movie's written by a woman, but directed by a man. And like it has a tension of like, this is through the gaze of a boy that never gets like realization of what's going on. Um, he just grows out of, not know like being a dumbass um and that stuff i think is is cool i don't know uh like my defense of it isn't that like oh it's secretly brilliant i just think what it is is fine i had a decent time watching it i thought it was cute
0: i guess um like to hear you talk about it it seems like a thing i would like it's just (sighs) when i was a teen i read three john green novels that all have this same plot um yeah well this is the thing I didn't, I didn't read a John green novel Jesus Christ right and so and and so it's just poisoned my brain a little bit because I I can't see it. I look at Taku and I'm just seeing looking for Alaska and I'm constantly frustrated by like uh this this story where I'm so interested in what's going on with with Rikako and like, constantly just like get off the screen taku like i don't want you to be my point of view character like i want to know what's going on with her and like like i know that him being a total dumbass is the point um and oh. that like obviously he's a dumbass he's 17 all 17 year olds are dumbasses um i just was constantly like wishing that uh, i could see the movie like that she was the point of view character because I just – like I say, I read John Green novels and it, it it constantly feels like men are making stories where they're like try, – they're trying to understand like, wow, I was just really in love with this girl when I was in high school and I just – I didn't get her at all and um, kind of navel-gazing and like – it at its worst or – At its worst moments, or maybe at my meanest moments that the movie doesn't deserve, it felt like, wow, women be crazy a little bit. And it was just not a thing that I was here for, I guess. The Um, the
1: thing about the John Green books is... Uh, by reputation. I don't think I've read any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing with the John Green books is these scenarios happen and then the girl dies or the guy dies and the other person is motivated to be the best person because of that tragic death. Like It validates all of these teenage feelings by steeping them in melodramatic tragedy and that's a thing that's bad to me. Like Ooh. Everyone goes mm-hmm. through some trite bullshit when you're a teen because being a teenager means that you are susceptible to trite bullshit. Um but the reality is most of us just kind of move past it and it, it drifts apart or it ends and we grow up and we look back on it fondly or horribly, whatever it turned out for us. Um, and that's it. Like it doesn't, it's not. Profound. Um, And I think this movie is very good about highlighting how not profound this is, even though in the moment, Rikako is having the worst possible day when she goes to see her dad and her room's changed and her new stepmom she doesn't want to see sneaks out the back door, basically, of the apartment. Um, and then she gets drunk on Taku's bed um, and you know, in two years, it's not going to matter. Like, she'll move past it, and it won't be the end of the world like it was then. And even in the moment, Taku's like, this is like some bad high school drama. Here she is crying on me. What am I supposed to do with this? Uh, (laughs) Because, uh, yeah, sometimes life is melodramatic, but the thing is, it it doesn't ever last very long. Uh, And I think think the quietness of the movie, like, underlines that. Like, you know, this is just a nice little slice of life uh, romance thing. There's not a lot to it. It's not profound. And I think that's fine. I like the understatement.
0: Yeah, um, I definitely think that, like, the understatement is, like, and the, like, relaxed nature of the movie is, like, its biggest strength. Um, mm-hmm. I just, like, I, I guess just Taku being, like, the point of view character and, like, not knowing, like, I know that this is, like, Just high school, it's not the end of the world, and, like, this is a bad situation, but they will both just, like, keep on living and be fine. Uh, I can't tell if the movie knows that at times, or I couldn't, but I... I do wonder if maybe I'm just being a little mean to the movie and, like, bringing my own stuff to it. Um,
1: I mean, the end of the movie very much just underscores how, like, literally everyone who was fighting each other in high school is standing there in the shadow of the castle thinking fondly
0: back on the time where they were all miserable, right? Like, (laughs) that's just how things go. Right. Um, At that shot, I I was just kind of like, this would be a really profound shot if I knew the rest of this cast a little better. Um, Yeah,
1: what it made me want to do is, like, go watch, uh, like, a one of these that's like an anime like Kimoguri Orange Road exists that's like a like 70 episodes or whatever. Um, right. Even just 13 episodes I think I'd be a little yeah.
0: happier, you know.
1: Yeah. For sure. 72 minutes is not a long time to tell a story like this.
0: No. Um but I I really agree that I think like 72 minutes is not long enough and also there is a point where the movie starts to feel like okay, you can you can wrap it up maybe. <laughs> like I was kind of like Wow, we're only at 60 minutes. There's there's still a little more here. Okay. <laughs> um Yeah. Um Also, to to circle back to Yutaka, um the other thing was that sometimes I was like just really I knew the movie wasn't going to be gay, but every time Yutaka's on screen, I'm just like is it going to be gay? Like what, what's yeah, going he has on this really here?
1: intense way of like <laughs> interacting with Taku. That is like, it, it like, is like the start of heavenly creatures. Like these two are going to like have a whole thing. That's going to be way too intense and um, be a disaster. And mm-hmm. that never resolves. Cause the movie is not about those things. And it's not made by people. who are going to tell that story, but the way in which he interacts with Taku is always just like 30% too much. You're like, is this right. a
0: thing? Is this? A-? No, it's not, but it is, it is very much there. <laughs> Well, and then in, like, the first ten minutes of the movie, Taku is, like, like just thinking about his friendship with Yutaka, and it's just like, yeah, and then just ever since that, we just had this really intense friendship. I could never really put my finger on why we had such an intense friendship. And it's like, is it? Are you going for something here? And no, it's just not. Um, and I, 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 there's a little part of me that, like, i don't know i guess i just want that movie i'm sure that that movie exists a 100 times over in 2020 like i'm sure um i know your name is not this but i'm sure there are another 100 movies in that genre that i could just find now um and like think about that i guess um I'm trying to think of anything else to talk about with this
1: movie. <laughs> I did want to talk about the aesthetics here. Uh, yes. Because we did mention it's vaporwave. And part of that is, like, it's a seaside town. So there's a lot of, like, you know, cars on, and, tr- like, uh, rail cars in port cities with, like, very blue skies and blue water. Um, Rikako in, uh, in Hawaii is just wearing, like, an amazing, like white and pink and yellow like number that is just exactly this aesthetic Mm -hmm. um and everyone is like a slightly realistic anime style that is to me very like indicative of this sort of thing where it's just like these characters look like they should be on like ads for like capri sun in japan in
0: the 90s (laughs) right right um and there's just like the background paintings have just like brand names all over the place like there is a very significant shot of a can of Sprite that I'm sure I've seen. Yes. It in. uh <laughs>
1: <yes>. <laughs> there is. The thing, the thing, the thing that's good is like the there's so much signage because it's like a you know it's a Jilly movie with like an old, like a Japanese town. So they, they put the signs everywhere, but also like behind the signs are just like way more abstracted like seascapes and uh, sunsets and like this did not get the full we're gonna over detail everything background budget that like the the Miyazaki movies did it's much more uh suggestive when it gets to, like skies and clouds and stuff right and so you'll just you'll just look out the window and like the cityscape will be hundreds of like carefully detailed science and then the sky will just be like a watercolor swirl and it's really cool
0: yeah it often will do the thing um that only yesterday does a little bit where the edges of the background painting just start to fade to white um but it's not I don't think it's quite for the same effect that uh, only yesterday uses it. It's no. really good. Um, I had a moment. I had a, a moment when the very last shot um, it pans um, from Taku's point of view to um, Rikako standing on the train platform, and in that pan, you see a a big Panasonic logo, and I just yes. lost my mind <laughs> yes. because I'm just like, oh right, these are just like normal things that like. People who make vaporwave have now <laughs> appropriated. Um, yes, <laughs> and Panasonic yeah, just, just this means is, something. This is just where it all
1: comes from. It's <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because uh, it's really striking how much like this movie naturally comes by something that's been so like aestheticized. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watched it now, it, it would feel fake. It'd be like um, uh, what's the what's the movie with Ry- uh, Ryan Gosling in the dra- jacket Drive? It'd be the Drive of anime, right? But it's not that because it
0: was made in the era. Right, right. Um God, I I spent too much of my teen years thinking Drive was the best movie ever. <laughs> um Yeah, and the the soundtrack does not sound like this, but it does sound like something that would get sampled in like vaporwave and lo-fi stuff. Yeah. Um it's like very slight, but there's still like a like a drum beat that'll push something forward. Um, like, it's very sampleable music. Um, <laughs> uh, I just noticed earlier that the sprite can uh, sp- spells lemon wrong. It's very good and sweet. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, that's actually just
1: Sprite's advertising. Their whole thing was that they are a lemon-lime soda, but they named it Lyman. Um, okay. <laughs> that is appropriate to what Sprite cans look like in the era. Wild.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Yes. I think it's because they could uh, trademark it, probably, if they need oh, it. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um. <sighs> um. I'm trying to think of more. I feel like Because it's a 72-minute movie and because it's, um, like, really just about one thing, like, it's kind of thin and I kind of just said my thoughts about why I didn't like it and...
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily disagree with, you know, we kind of feel the same way. I just like the thing that it is more. I I don't think you're like, your appraisal of it is wrong. Mm -hmm. I just happen to like this sort of thing. I will say the one thing that I thought was really funny in this movie, uh, especially in like the first 20 minutes, Rikako's hair is always highlighted like across the entirety of her hair in a way that is very glamorous and funny to me. Like (laughs) she has really straight long black hair, but it has a highlight that's just like over the entire shape of the hair that is like really distinctive. And I just, I thought it looked good, but it's like very, like it is aesthetic in the way that uh, we talk about this movie being
0: aesthetic sometimes. Also um, when at the high school reunion, um, when Yumi, her friend shows up she just has the same hair that Rikako had. Yes, and I... <laughs> yes,
1: I thought it was her for a second. It's very funny. <laughs> it was her.
0: I was like, what? Yes. And everyone in the shot is like, Yumi, Yumi. And I'm like, I guess that's Yumi. I guess she just yes. stole Rikako's hair. <laughs> yep. Oh, um, well,
1: uh, Rikako by then has like way cooler. I'm, uh, you know, a 20 something in Tokyo
0: look. Oh my, my gosh, her hair gets so good by the end. Yes. Um, um
1: and then I think the one last thing I have, I don't know if this was true uh, in the version you watched, but on the Blu-ray, this has some of the most aggressive, like, cell separation I've ever seen, where you could see the shadow of, like, the characters on top of all the backgrounds. Did you
0: notice this? Um, Is this a thing you're sensitive to? No, no. All of you post sometimes about, like... Um... Blu-rays that will like remove the grain from Camille's face in Zeta Gundam, and I don't know what you're talking about. Like that, like I am very animation dummy sometimes, and just like am not noticing things like grain on frames or like cell separation. Um, I guess I can kind of see what you're talking about as I quickly like tab through the movie. Um, in yeah, VLC, there's, there's like
1: a really distinctive scene. I don't remember where it was. It might have been in the hotel or something. But there's just like a background behind them. Uh, maybe it's the airport but like there's just like a a literal drop shadow under behind all of the characters and the four like main characters um that is like the the cells when photographed are uh, higher up than the backgrounds and sometimes they can cast shadows if you do it improperly or whatever and i don't i like it as a look it's just very um
0: it was very distinctive in this more than usual and i don't really know why um also just one random thing to touch on the scene where um uh, Rakeko, like drags Taku to meet her ex-boyfriend is yes. hilarious and great. Yes. <laughs> I don't have much to say about it but it is just hilarious and I know you touched on it but I wanted yeah. to also yeah. like circle back and just say I loved that shit. <laughs> yeah. Um I forgot how good uh because I was just quickly tabbing through the movie to just, like See if I could see what you're talking about. Forgot how good uh Taku's jacket is. Uh he's yes. got a really good red jacket. Yeah. This is some of the best outfits we've seen for sure. Um Yeah, for sure. This
1: it's got really good fashion. Uh yeah. you know, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know, like this is this is if I was if I was giving people a list of must watch Ghibli movies, this absolutely
0: would not appear on it. But mm-hmm. I enjoyed it well enough. Uh, do we want to go to questions then? Yeah.
1: you want to send questions you can send them to podcast at abnormalmapping.com we have three would you like
0: to read adams sure what decision did your high school make that you still think is wrong 10 to 20 years after y'all graduated uh most of them um
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh given given the uh Say the world that we live in um my thing is uh, i was in high school during 9-11 and remember how much bigger of a presence the army recruiters had after that uh in our high school and that fucking sucks and i'm sure it's still the case i was and just I thinking it. that
0: yeah <laughs> yep. um i was trying to think of something like pettier to be mad about that my high school did oh one time my high school tried to ban all manga that was fun Um, one kid, uh, brought home a copy of High School of the Dead from Barnes & Noble, and then told his parents, uh, when they saw, like, what filth that was, uh, that he got it at school, uh, and the parents tried to band together to ban, to ban manga, uh, that I think they were somewhat successful at, but not completely. (sighs) Um... That was something. (laughs) Yeah. But beyond that, it's just like, oh, yeah, standardized testing is bad. And there was a lot of army recruiters. (laughs) A lot. Um, Tron sent in some questions, which I am going to skim through now. Um, I'll read these. Okay.
1: Um, So we have questions from Tron. Uh, Who's your favorite character in this movie?
0: Uh, Yutaka, which I wish we got a little more of him too. Uh, mm-hmm. but Yutaka, um, uh,
1: Rikako's probably mine.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: does this movie remind you somewhat of Only Yesterday in Mood and Storytelling? Uh, yeah. It's definitely also like we're doing a movie explicitly about a very. Sp- unique and small scope region of Japan, right? Like mm-hmm. these aren't these aren't movies made by a tourism board, but on some level these are kind of movies made to highlight places that are probably important to the people creating these stories that they're not Tokyo and like Osaka
0: and you know the main places you would think of. Very specifically um the like anytime they're in a classroom or in a hallway in a classroom um brought up only yesterday for me, probably because my only other reference point is like for Japanese high schools is like my hero academia, which has a very different high school, you know? Um, and so like only yesterday, like the classrooms and the hallways just looked very similar to me. And I was always thinking about only yesterday during those scenes.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, um, have you all ever looked back at bad memories more fondly after a few years? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Constantly. Um, there's a there's a book, uh, Love in the Time of Cholera by Gabriel Garcia Marquez, um, which the first page has a quote about how your heart's memory just erases all the bad things and makes them good, in uh, and it's the only way that any of us can survive. And I read that when I was like 15, and I just think about it like every single day. <laughs> Um, I'm constantly looking back at how bad things used to be and being, ah, so much better.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, why do you think there are so many stories that are about two people seemingly hating each other then realizing they actually love each other later on? Uh, because especially when you're a teenager, those two things feel like the same thing most of the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: There are a lot of stories about it because it's a thing that happens a lot. (laughs) That's happened to me multiple times. (laughs) (sighs) Uh... Yeah, yeah, I could probably count three people that that's happened with. <laughs> yeah. um, have
1: you ever been to a high school reunion? Uh, no, they no. Our five year didn't happen because everyone's like, we have Facebook now. Why would we do that? And I think there were our 10th. I mean, our 10th happened, uh, but I certainly didn't go to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and gosh, our 15th probably happened, but I'm not on Facebook, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> I've
0: made myself very hard to find for, (coughs) um, for most people, like, who I went to high school with, like, I'm still in contact with two people I went to high school with, only one of them was in my year, and that person would, A, not go to a high school reunion and know that I wouldn't even want the invitation, you know, um, it's just not a thing I have any interest in doing and I'm not on Facebook, so I'm not sure any, how anyone would find me anyway. (laughs) Um, uh, fair enough. All right. Do you want to read Nora's email? Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to read this, uh, word for word here. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) okay, sure. Uh, Uh (laughs) I have to like prepare myself. What Nora is trying to say is Autumn and I were both squinting really hard. Nora wrote an email to us that says, Autumn and I were both squirting really hard. (laughs) Character and his best friend.
1: This is the first thing I saw waking waking up this morning. Was this email in which Nora proclaimed that you two were squirting real hard at this movie, Uh, which is honestly the best thing I could possibly wake up to. Uh, Just baffled. Just feel hurt my soul. Leave my body.
0: (laughs) I I haven't read it. Any of the email other than that sentence. I'm now going to skim <laughs> that. Uh, you
1: know what? I don't think I read the end of this either. I think I got that far and <laughs> sent it to Nora. And <laughs> could not believe what I had
0: read. Uh, <laughs> we were squinting at the main character and his best friend. I think there is oh, yes. an interesting queer reading of them. Though, of course, it's not the most substantial in the world. Um, we had talked about this. Uh, convocating. Uh, My approach to the movie is my own past. I've never been a high school student, and when I might have been one, it wouldn't have been the 90s or in Japan. The movie does such a good job of expressing a specific time and place that it actually uh, set it up up a little bit of a buffer like it reinforced uh, that it was so separate from my own world. Um, Questions. What's the biggest thing uh, that you did on a whim or without much prep as a teenager? Did you get in much trouble back then? Hmm.
1: I don't know if I did anything that was, well, I certainly never got caught doing anything bad as a teenager, but I was a pretty, like I got up to some shit online, but I was otherwise
0: a very quiet teen. It was not out causing trouble. Um, Um, I listened to a lot of music and read a lot of books and watched a lot of movies about running away from home. I thought about doing it a lot. I never got anywhere near doing that because I was too much of a rule follower. Um, I can't, I can't think of a time that I really got in deep trouble with my parents over doing something on a whim, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just wasn't starting shit. I was, I just wanted to be left alone as a teen for the most mm-hmm. part.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was definitely doing dumb bullshit, um, on forums, but like not anything that my parents would know about or care about. Yeah. Um, so no, we were, we were good kids. Unlike everyone else. <laughs> All you troublemakers listening to the podcast. Um, that's it for questions. Yeah, that's it. Uh,
1: again, if you want to send questions, you can send them to podcast at normalmapping.com Again, this is a short episode, but hey, the movie is short. Um, yeah. next time we're watching Pom Poco, uh, which is a, another Takahata movie, which is very exciting. Yeah. Um, I've never seen it. So that's exciting,
0: too. If you asked me uh, before we did this podcast, I would say, I don't know, but it kind of looks bad. But now I'm just like on board for anything Takahata is going to give me. So I'm excited. It's
1: the one about the Tanuki. How can it look bad? <laughs> I,
0: excuse you. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I know about this movie is that the Tanuki have massive balls. <laughs> Uh, that's not because of this movie. That's just a fact about Tanuki. <laughs> I know, but it's weird that they draw them in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <Fair enough>. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I know. So, yeah, I'm excited for whatever's next for Takahata
1: um yeah i mean the 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 big reveal of doing this podcast and hopefully it holds up but so far it's that takahata runs fucking circles around miyazaki oh absolutely
0: absolutely (laughs) miyazaki could never do only yesterday not in a million years (laughs) yeah um
1: so look forward to that in three weeks. Uh, other than that, I guess it's time for plugs. You can find me at on Twitter at EM underscore being and check out all of the podcasts at abnormalmapping.com. I think you should listen to Abnormal Mapping, our game club. We had an end of the year episode that just went up. Um, in the end of this month, we're going to have one on the Outer Wilds, which uh, I'm wrapping up rapidly. I'm almost done. And I think it's going to be a really good discussion. I like that game a lot. Uh, so uh, that's what I've got going on.
0: The- I listened to the end-of-year episode, and it made me excited about video games in a way that I haven't felt in...
1: It's good, because that episode was uh, me and Jackson trying desperately to reignite our own excitement about video games, so. Yeah,
0: you all, like, just wrestling with, like, oh, wow, I don't like video games anymore, and, like, trying to look back to stuff you have liked and look forward to the future. It's like, oh, this is, like, exciting, and, like, maybe, the- maybe I'll play a video game. I don't know. <laughs> Mm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. Uh, there you'll find, uh, a pinned tweet with the stuff I do. Um, I announced this on the most recent export audio. Uh, I should really announce it here too. Um, soon, um, I'm going to be starting a podcast with, uh, a friend of ours, Karevi, um, called Absolute Destiny Apocalypse. A um, we're just gonna cover um, Revolutionary Girl Utena. Um, uh, we're just gonna record it uh, on weeks that Aeroplane doesn't record. Um, so uh, we're still nailing down like a couple things, but hopefully we're gonna record our first one uh, this time next week. It'll be out uh, one week after you're hearing this episode of Aeroplane.
1: If you had come to me and been like, you want to do Ghibli or Utena, I would have said Utena. Like, no hesitation. I feel very betrayed by
0: all of this. That's fun. Okay. So this podcast started because I tweeted, um, I want to do a Ghibli podcast. And that's because um, I'd also been wanting to do an Utena podcast, but just figured no one would want to do that with me. And so I I was like, oh, Ghibli podcast. I'll get someone to bite on that. (laughs) Um and we also have talked about, like, oh, if we finish, or when we finish Utna, like, maybe we can do, like, Modica but I'm not, we're not making any plans yet. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that'll be going up in weeks that Aeroplane's not going up. That's just going to be the easiest thing for my schedule. So, yeah. Uh, I was going to do the sign-off. We have never, the whole bit is that we don't have one.
1: Uh, Yeah i mean you watch the anime anime is good yeah sometimes
0: yeah watch only yesterday (laughs) (laughs) i'm just always thinking about only yesterday yeah fair enough watch pat labor the movie one and not any of the others i'm probably just gonna skip the other two
1: yeah you know what you're fine yeah
0: i yeah whatever
1: we don't have to do pat labor discourse (laughs) we don't have to do pat labor podcast over